a good man does not want to spend his hard-earned money on a woman who ain't talking about nothing and who isn't a good godly woman that can advance first the kingdom with him and also can help him naturally as well. You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dotson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Welcome back to The Traditional Millennial. I am your host, Brittany Dodson, and today I want to talk about dating. So, you know, I'm beginning to better understand why the Bible doesn't speak much about dating. It doesn't really talk about dating at all. But marriage and sex are both kingdom concepts and kingdom constructs that should point us to God and should mirror our relationship with God. And for those who are kingdom driven and kingdom minded, we should be in tune enough with the spirit to know who God has sent and when God has sent them into our lives for whatever purpose. It doesn't take long for God to speak. It doesn't take long for God to work. And if he has someone or he has sent someone to you, he will not withhold that from you. You will know. I believe people when they say this. And from there, he will give you the peace to move ahead with that person, however is suitable for you to. But what the Bible does talk about, it talks about self-control, talks about purity and sexual sins and pride and honesty and anger and a whole conglomerate of other character building and behavioral elements that we should be practicing in our daily lives. So what does this mean? So while you are journeying along and praying for your future kingdom husband or kingdom wife, you should be putting all of those other things into practice in order for you to be one, a solid, consistent, true Christian, and two, a good helpmeet for for your significant other and your spouse once they come. But but I think (laughs) this generation of people, I think we see dating in a whole new light that isn't quite as healthy as we would like to believe that it is. That's why people can be married, they can have a child, and then six months later they be divorced. Because they aren't looking for a kingdom help me per se, but a make me feel and look good here on earth help me, which is not God's desire. So, for example, we want to be able to advance financially. So we get married for joint incomes or we want to look like our friends or the people around us. So we marry the guy that we're dating, even though the intuition that we came here with and the red flags all around us says not to. Or we want a big wedding. Let's be honest. It's something about weddings that just intrigues people. So after four years of tumult, we decide that we want to get married knowing that things aren't going to get better. All of these things, plus a multitude of other things, are the reasons why we seek relationships and spousal communion sometimes instead of just seeking the kingdom first so that from that kingdom connection, we can gain kingdom relationships. So today... My single friends, I just want to leave four things on your mind before I wrap this up. And maybe as we seek to date and get involved with someone, we will consider these things and use godly discernment in who we do life with. So women, number one, this one is for you. It is not about the money. So as much as we like to get in people's wallets and their credit scores, whether a man can take you on a fancy date or not, and his credit card go through is the least of your worries. A kingdom man will first be working to please God to the point that he will be a good steward over his finances and everything that would affect him being able to provide financially for his family. So first, we have to be able to recognize the kingdom agenda in this man and his love for God before we jump in his wallet. 
Because if he doesn't love God with his whole heart and love God more than he loves you, then his credit score will be the very least of your worries. Trust me. And besides, whether he can wine and dine you isn't the question. The question is, can he pray for you? Does he have a connection to Christ that will be sufficient enough to cover you? What is his conversation like? What is he talking about? Is he honest? And you can find this out at Chick-fil-A during breakfast hours and not at Arthur's Steakhouse at dinner time. Like, like seriously, a good man does not want to spend his hard-earned money on a woman who ain't talking about nothing and who isn't a good godly woman that can advance first the kingdom with him and also can help him naturally as well. So we have to be willing to seek out what matters most in who we give ourselves to, which are those visceral things that go deeper than what people see outwardly. Getting to know someone is more than a fancy date. You have to get to know the spirit of a person. You have to try that spirit. You have to know what motivates, inspires, and even upsets a person. And an $80 dinner date won't always tell you this. And you don't have to be by yourselves laid up in the bed to get to know each other either. You can be in a room full of people to get to know how a person is. So, for example, I was in a relationship with this guy. And he and I and my mom, we were talking one day. And he was talking about how much he hated his old boss. Like, hated it. Like, if he said if he saw him burning up, he wouldn't do anything to help him. That's that's the type of hate he said he had. Those were his words. And he said, he had said this once before. And so, well, not even a week later, my mom asked him, about his job and how he liked his new boss because he got a new boss. And so he, she asked which, te- which one he liked better. And he said, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't have a problem with either one, either one of them. And I was, y'all stopped so quick. I was like, wait a minute now. I said, you just said that you couldn't stand this man. So which one is it? But that just goes to show you how you can figure out people in so many different ways and so many different settings without it even being a date. So if you get a feel about someone, ask them questions more than one time because people who aren't necessarily honest, that they'll flip flop on you. And it may not speak to how they may treat you, but it'll tell you a lot about who they are. Okay, so moving on to number two, preferences don't matter as much as you think. So something we have to learn as single Christian men and women in this cruel dating world has a lot to do with preference. I do believe that God will honor our preferences if they line up with his purpose and his will for our lives. Some of us, some of our expectations, I'm sure, have probably brought God to tears because he's laughing so hard at what we are looking for or what we want because he knows what he has for us is far better So we just have to be patient, but you also have to be realistic. So, I mean, seriously, nowadays it seems as though you don't have that many options anyway. So if you're a bologna sandwich and you want to stay a bologna sandwich and nothing against bologna because I like bologna, I'm just making a point here. But if you're a bologna sandwich and you want to stay a bologna sandwich, don't expect a steak and then get upset and play victim when that steak wants another steak that's offering potatoes and a salad on the side. I mean, either raise the bar for yourself or be real about where you are and who you are and accept the person God knows will come into your life as an imperfectly perfect companion for you. Now, I'm not saying settle. I'm not saying stay how you are because you should want to want to be a better version of yourself and for yourself. And if you're not, then you should be working on this before you try to bring a headache into someone's life anyway. But 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 don't settle and, and don't stay how you are and don't waste your time. But there is a such thing as being too picky. And because of that, we might just pick over the person God has for our life because we made the wrong choice not to open our eyes and our hearts to what God has for us. And FYI, I do know that some of us are still working on balancing and consolidating God's purpose with our preferences, but trust me, you will get there. I'm praying and hoping that you get there. 
Number three, feeling like you have to compromise your standards is a red flag. And I didn't say actually compromising them. I said feeling like you have to. So when you are striving to live for the Lord, your relationship with him matters more than anything. So if you're dealing with someone who, one, isn't even close to where you are in Christ, and two, isn't trying to truly deepen their relationship with the Lord, then at times you may feel the need to compromise on your standards to please them. So if you remotely feel this way about anything, then it just might be time to go. A godly woman or a godly man will express the same concerns for living for God, and you'll know their intentions straight out the gate. So, for example, if a man or woman makes the comment, who is hard not to have sex? God knows um, it's, it's that's my struggle, but I'm trying. I know he'll forgive me. Instead of saying, God knows that I have a hard time resisting resisting temptation when I put myself in bad situations. So I'm working to make sure I set boundaries so that I don't sin. Then you might, if they say the former instead of the latter, then you may want to get out of there quick. Because he or she more than likely will at some point want the goods and want to get in your pants. And they are feeding their fleshly desire more than they love God and more than they're feeding their spiritual man. And they're giving themselves an excuse to sin. And the more you cling to him or her, the more you may feel that they want that for you too. And that you have to do that in order to stay with them. And that's not not just with sex, but with anything that goes against the will of God. But let's be honest, sex is the biggest hurdle to jump when we're in relationships. Okay, this brings me to my last point. Number four, what people closest to you think matters. As much as we like to say that other people's opinions and thoughts don't matter, that's a lie. People who are spiritual, who are honest and operate with integrity are people of good counsel. And the word tells us that we need good counsel all in Proverbs because it's true. You need good, wise people around you. You know, we're guilty of expecting honesty from others until that honesty calls into question and it convicts what we want. The people who have always been there and love you, the whole you, can sometimes see what you don't see. And if your relationship is causing problems with friends and family and they are telling you things about a person that they see from an honest and godly point of view, then maybe you've just been blinded by who you want a person to be instead of who they really are. What we have to understand is that we all have an idea of the person we want to spend the rest of our lives with. And sometimes because we get impatient Or we don't fully trust God to make the right decision. And that's funny. But to not concede to his will would mean that we either don't fully trust him or we just don't want to. But we rush into something when we do this with someone in hopes that that person will turn out to be the person we envisioned. I'm sorry, but it just does not work that way. And the people around you can sense and see this better than you can sometimes. Remember, they know you so they can see how polarizing your companionships can be and how detrimental they can be to you. And they only tell you the truth because they love you, for one, and and they want to, to keep you from getting hurt and to keep you from wasting your time. Now, if the character of the people closest to you is dishonest and questionable, then first... You might need to work on distancing yourself from them a little bit and praying that God sends you good spiritual people into your life. So if you listen to the Are You Married episode, then you'll this episode will just remind you of something I said back then and, and how all four of these things that we just talked about today go back to allowing God to bring people into your life and you trusting him to do so. God loves us so much. 
that he wants the absolute best for us. And that includes the right kingdom companion. So I want to encourage you today. Wait on the Lord, because when you do, once God sends the right man or the right woman your way, you may not have to wait long for them to become your husband or your wife, because God will show you who they are and you'll know and you'll be ready for whatever happens next. All right, y'all, that's a wrap for today's episode. I hope it blesses you. I hope it encourages you, especially all my single people out there. Listen, make sure you connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Brittany Dotson Music and also on Twitter at IMBD Music. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on the traditional millennial where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. <laughs>